We are continuing this conversation about uh, self-consciousness and how to overcome it. So, um, one of the best ways to overcome self-consciousness is to be in the conversation that is happening in front of you. Actually, when you are in conversation with a person, like I've been talking to you right now, there are two places, or perhaps three, in which I can dwell. One is within myself, where I'm obsessing over how am I speaking? Am I doing a good enough job? How do I look right now? What could be your perception of me? And how do I look? And can I avoid looking bad? How can I impress you the best? So when I'm doing that, I'm here. But the, the conversation is actually not happening in here. When I'm talking to you, the conversation perhaps I could perceive in the next level could be happening between us. So it is in this space here. So if I'm dwelling too much inside here, I'm actually missing the point altogether. But if one pays acute attention, the conversation between two people is not just happening between them. It's actually happening in you. From my point of view, when I'm with you, I, I ought to be paying attention to what's going on for you. And that brings us to the topic of listening. So when I am conversing with you, when I'm communicating with you, my what makes my communication powerful is actually how powerfully I listen. And at Landmark, they created very powerfully that human beings are not wired for listening. We do not pay attention. We don't listen. At best, I listen to what I am saying about what you are saying. Let me say that again. You say something to me. I don't listen to you. I at best hear you and now I'll say that back to me and now that is the part that I'm listening to and you see therefore when I'm listening to myself about what you're saying during that period I'm not listening to you and I'm also quite often paying comparing what you just said and what how it is appearing to me with the pigeonholes or whatever it is that I know already about the topic. So I'm constantly comparing, what do I know about it? And as soon as I hear something that I already know about what you're going to say, I know, okay, rest of the sentence I already know. Now let me start speaking. So we don't essentially listen powerfully. And therefore the communication is not as powerful as it can be. In communication programs at Landmark, they create that most of communication or almost all of it is actually getting power, drawing, resourcefulness. Communication is getting powerful because of your listening. And Otto Schirmer at Presencing Institute, MIT, has this brilliant model about listening. He talks about four levels of listening. Now imagine that you are actually paying attention, you're listening to perhaps your sibling, or better still, if you have a son or a daughter, imagine that they are living in a house opposite to your lane. Imagine that they are all grown up if they are little right, right now. And your house is on this side of the lane and they have another house on the opposite side of the lane. You are both on the first floors. And metaphorically speaking, they're talking to you. Just imagine that they're talking to you. Maybe in the first level of listening, they're talking to you for over phone. So you are sitting in your room and you're looking at the ambience in your room. Perhaps also there are noises in your room. There is dog barking, your pet, or there is some work taking place. Or you're also, if you've got the TV on, the radio on, or maybe it's too hot. So you're distracted partially. You're actually still hearing what your son or daughter is saying on the other side. But you're not essentially 
listening or if you start listening this level of listening auto calls auto sharmer calls the habitual listening or reconfirmation if we are listening to something i'm just trying to compare to what i already know from my own point of view is where i'm listening if he's talking about okay say for example weather a very mundane subject and my son is saying it's too warm today i look in my house and i feel i'm not it's not terribly warm today so it doesn't resonate with me it's a it's a reconfirmation i'm listening and reconfirming whether it validates what i already know this is the lowest form of listening the level 1 listening level 2 listening is when i'm willing to step out into the balcony of my house and now when i as soon as i'm metaphorically stepping out in the balcony i'm curious about what is the weather like outside so this is when what begins to happen is my mind is open and it is curious i'm i'm carrying some amount of wonderment some awe of some curiosity about what's what's going on and now when the other person is saying i'm willing to leave my point of view behind and pay attention to what could be true about reality this raises the bar very substantially to listening that means i've left my point of view behind at landmark that they say that powerful listening happens when you give something up so what is there to give up your point of view whatever it is that you brought to the conversation so whatever it is that you have carried into the room whatever it is that you have actually brought into the conversation that means what are you thinking about right now before you started the conversation or on the topic whatever is your thought if you are able to just set it aside just for a moment it doesn't mean that you agree wholeheartedly to what the person is saying or the other person is saying but you are actually willing to set it aside to bring total listening to the point of view and so that you can bring curiosity to it let's see what happens let's see what shows up that's the level 2 listening it's open minded listening the level 3 listening escalates elevates to the to a far higher level what happens in this kind of listening is when you take stairs come down from your own house cross over to your son's lane or your daughter's lane take stairs go into their room and now in their you are in their home metaphorically speaking you're listening from their life you're listening from their point of view you are listening from their heart you're you've left your own point of view your own heart your own emotions your own feelings your own reality behind and now you are actually in their heart you're listening to their world view you're paying attention from their point of view you're paying attention from their emotions you're their feelings so you're listening actually with an open heart you're paying attention empathetically compassionately to what may be going on for the other person and that needs slowing down we generally don't listen we what's emotions got to do with listening particularly in office for example no it's got a lot to do with it the person is coming with a certain kind of conviction why is he feeling or she is feeling so emotional about what they are so convinced about and unless you had tackle the emotions unless you tackle that part of the conversation you are not in sync with the person they could be disappointed disappointment in them uh, over some topic pertaining to the situation or pertaining to whatever has happened in the past unless you address that this conversation cannot go forward or there may be an anticipation and excitement about what could happen next 
unless you are actually letting yourself sink with what they're feeling, you've left them alone. You're just in the conversation without letting the conversation touch you, move you. You are not willing to be inspired what they are saying. You are not in their heart. If you are willing to enter into their heart, you have elevated yourself to the third level of listening, which is actually this heart-centered listening, an open heart listening. Otto Sharma talks about this as the third level, but this is still not the highest level of listening. Can you imagine what would be the fourth level of listening? Otto Sharma talks about the fourth level of listening, which is actually a listening from the future. He talks about listening from the source, S capital. So imagine that you are actually talking to your son who's talking about perhaps an important presentation that he has to make in the office the next day. And he's nervous or he's really thinking about how he can tackle it best. And he's, he's agitated about the reality or the situation that he is in. Now, instead of listening from this reality that he is in, which is daunting, or you've got to deal with one thing and the other, you go and stand in a future which is of your own creation. You look at your son and you create a future for your son in your imagination as a possibility that it's possible for this guy to be the most that he can be. Imagine that your son in a future will be such a powerful human being that their communication is truly powerful, that they are so wise that they could be running states, they could be running nations. This is how powerful this human being is going to be. You stand in such a future, an imagined future, that's your own creation. You establish your, you, you set um, your camp there firmly, fully aware that this is actually an imagined future. It's just a possibility, it's a vision, but it's your vision. So you invest into it. So you settle, set camp in that. And now standing in that future, you're listening to your son. The son is still agitated or the daughter is still agitated about the presentation, but you are now listening from a future wherein all this agitation is just temporary. You know that tomorrow they're going to be really, really resourceful. So it doesn't even matter today what they are agitated about. And you are yet empathetic. You know, level three is still there. You've gone to level four having come from level one, level two, level three, level four. So your mind's open, your heart's open. But now you are having faith in the inherent capacity of the person that you're listening to. You know that tomorrow that, that person will be extremely successful, happy. Also better still, the situation would be fully resolved. Not just fully resolved, it will be resolved to the highest possibility of this situation. Like for example, if you're working on a project, you're having a conversation standing in the future, imagining the possibility that the, that project has actually fructified in a fashion in, in which it has produced beautiful max level results. So standing there when you listen, then you're, there are, then that changes things. What happens now begins to happen is that subtly, what you, how you listen, how you pay attention changes the way that the other person is thinking, the other person is, is showing up in the conversation. Your participation, when you speak, you think about, you're standing in the future where the problems are already solved. So you're not in the problem mindset. You're in the possibility mindset, what's possible. So that changes that you're not looking, looking from problem areas. You're looking for actually 
what is possible what can really show up what are, what is the most that can happen in these circumstances when you listen like that when you are playing the game of paying attention when you're listening like that to people that you're in conversation with say for example in your family then when you speak even few lines that you pay you speak they will be powerful and they will be coming with conviction they will be coming in a fashion which they resonate with another person because you are actually in the realm of the other person and that to a realm which is actually the one that only source can create capital s so otto sharmer although he is teaching at mit and he is working with ceos the modern day ceos um in the area of innovation creativity yet he talks about this as the listening from the source because you're listening to the source of the other person you're as if listening to the to the conviction to the soul of the other person and that is a very powerful form of listening when you are doing this kind of listening there cannot be any nervousness because you're not concerned about this guy the default concern that we have when he show up is going to be about this guy so imagine that you're actually showing up in a meeting you're going to attend a meeting wherein there are going to be 20 powerful people now you are standing outside the door just before you open that door what is your biggest concern our natural spontaneous default concern is always what about this guy is he going to show up nicely is he going to look nice is he going to make good impressions are people going to think positive things about this guy or am i going to be a flop show am i going to be nervous and a failure i people will laugh at me or be disappointed you see when i'm concerned about this guy before i enter the room or just after i've entered the room or when i'm in the room making a presentation this is the way to to be stumped to be heavy to be um, to carry a big load of trying to do so much in in an instant of presentation all of this puts negative pressure upon us so our default point of view before we show up is always going to be how can i look good but there can be another point of view you could show up you could imagine what is the maximum possibility of these people that i can support that i can take a stand for now i am showing up for i am showing up in a meeting in which there are going to be 20 people what is the max that is possible for them as human beings what is the max that is possible in their personal lives can i support them in being more happy more peaceful can i be can i support them in making them happier in today's meeting a little bit more so that their families their children actually experience them as lighter people now this is a very far fetched idea i can imagine how can you think about this particularly in an organizational context every time you think about their children no it's not going to be easy but if you do it once or twice it becomes a habit you don't have to go through the entire narration of the conversation think about this when you're meeting a crowd of 20 people if you pause and pay attention that they are human beings and their family experiences them in fashions in which it either brings joy or it brings sadness or frustration or irritation when they are frustrated or angry now how you are going to interact with them could actually contribute to how they are going to be when they are, they go back into their families so now in taking a stand that you want to have a positive impact on their family you want them to be happier with that highest possibility for them 
you now enter into a conversation you're intending to enter into a conversation there's another way to approach this that imagine if you thought about the possibility between you and them what's the maximum that is possible like for example before entering the room you think about what is possible through this meeting what is the what is the grandest success that is possible through this meeting which will bring joy to everyone and so what is how does that contribute to everybody's lives how does that contribute to lives of the customers clients employees the people in the meeting and and take a stand for that instead of taking a stand which was your default how do i appear so if you take a stand for what's possible through this meeting you're going to be out there you're not going to be in here you're not going to be worried about how does this guy look you're going to be worried about what difference am i making am i contributing or not when you begin to play that game your your nervousness your self consciousness goes away now it is something which is subtle so may you this time that i had to talk about this to you may not have may not have been sufficient but if you want to have a conversation with me about this i'll be really happy to talk about it it's it's about making purpose your purpose present in every meeting it's about making your purpose there for you in every interaction that you have now when that happens you have greater conviction you know that you are doing it some for some greater good so there is little room for nervousness even if there is a possibility of a failure you find energy rising in you because you are doing the right thing that's one more way to be less self-conscious see if you can connect with that idea it's also an idea which originates in universal good it's an idea which 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 draws energy from love from compassion and empathy and therefore it's although it is a little subtle but it is possible and i i'll convince you i'll tell you that it works you see when i was teaching when i was standing in front of a large crowd of or teaching whether it was mba students or making presentations i would often be very very nervous particularly uh, in front in beginning a uh, presentation even today when i think about this guy there's nervousness but when i think about the difference i can make can i contribute in your life then all there is is a surge of energy and conviction and an, and a passion that let me try my best and that's all that matters so try it out you might be surprised that this simple idea can make a lot of difference you see listening is how you will fulfill relationships it's not for the other guy that you're listening unless you pay attention to another human being your relationships are dry you're not touched by them you're not moved by them your own daughters and your sons their beauty you're not really paying attention to them it's not that they are saying extraordinary things therefore you should listen you should listen because your listening will make what they are saying extraordinary pay attention to your family pay attention to your subordinates in a fashion as if you've never met them pay attention to their faces their curves on their on their faces their emotions what's going on in their hearts and souls pay attention to their concerns and ambitions support them that's how you can make your life worthwhile